You've been through pre-Cana, maybe you've even said I do. And now what? Welcome to After Cana, a podcast for young couples looking to make it until death do they part. In each episode, we'll share wisdom and practical advice from couples who've been married for 20 plus years. Today's episode, we are talking with Dan and Pat Cheely from Chicago. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> Good to see you. Good to talk to you. I'm very excited for this. Um, let's start where all favorite stories start. Let's start with your story. Tell us about how you met, dating, engagement, all those sorts of things. <laughs> well, uh, I, all right. How did we met? I did. I spotted her. At, at, we worked at the same big law firm. It had multiple floors to it. And once in a while, they have these get-togethers. And I spotted her well across a, a long f- room. Then there was one time when they were having a Christmas party. I thought, oh, this is my chance to meet her. And they had little bars, portable bars set up around this big uh, uh this big room, this big like uh, 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 entertainment room, and uh, she was there with a bunch of her colleagues, female colleagues. And I went up there with uh, uh, one of the other lawyers to get a drink, and this was my chance to talk to her. And they scattered <laughs> like billiard balls, uh, you know, on a pool table. So we had just broken. And I said to the guy who was with, "Boy, did we get shot down?" Okay, and uh, he said, yeah, I guess so. And so, But uh, then, as it turned out, about uh, nine months after that, they changed the offices uh, uh, around. Uh, we moved to different floors, and it turned out that within about 10 steps of the door of my office was Pat's desk, and so we started running into each other all the time. And then was the time that I could naturally get to know her <laughs> and I would make when I saw that she was leaving I would drop what I was doing get on that elevator so that I could sort of uh, strike up a conversation with her and that's uh, that's how it all started so how long from that point did you guys start dating still a little was it, while. Yeah, still a while but uh, I remember the first time he asked me out he invited me to lunch and it happened so fast it was actually we were next to some files, and I started thinking, did he even ask, ask me out, or am I just imagining that? It was so quick, and uh, it took me out to lunch, but unfortunately, we went to lunch at a place where it was the first day that they were allowing women in, so I was the only woman in the entire restaurant, and most of the other uh, guests were all lawyers at my law firm that I was working at, and so I was very uncomfortable she but, wasn't herself, I'll say that, yeah. <laughs> we it made it up on the next date, and we basically had a blast from there on. We, we liked doing fun things, and he always had great ideas up his sleeve. Well, well, the conversation, despite the fact that Pat was inhibited by, you know, lawyers, you know, looking at us, uh, was, uh, I felt very, very comfortable with her. Uh, you know, I don't know why, because I was dazzled. Uh, you know, by her obvious assets, but it was, uh, you know, nevertheless, very, very comfortable talking with her. And I guess you sort same of felt the same. Exactly the same. And uh, she was a real person, and I just loved that uh, about her. And uh, then and another great thing was she was such a great sport. I mean, um, 
I like to do I like to do different things. Okay, like for example, uh, uh, we our first luncheon date was say something like December first, the Christmas season had started, and then uh, I had this idea of going to one of these places where you can chop down your own Christmas tree. Like uh, Christmas vacation, <laughs> not that bad. But we went to uh, uh, the Christmas tree farm to do that or whatever it was, and it turned out it was a horrible Chicago, cold and gray Chicago day, as Elvis Presley would sing, uh, sleet and cold and ice, and uh, it was not a day to you know uh, feel your best or look your best, but. As soon as I picked Pat up, she she had a saw in her hand. Uh, she was all enthusiastic. She, uh, you know, despite the fact we, it was tough to dig those and cut those trees down out of well, the I was cold glad ground. to be with you. It didn't matter where she we were. She was such a great sport, such a great sport, and uh, I was really, really, really impressed. And uh, I've never ceased to been impressed. Uh, uh, she's just a remarkable person. That's awesome. So how long have you guys been married? Almost 46 years. Mm-hmm. 46 years. So what would you guys say is the secret for living a holy and happy marriage for 46 years? Stay close to each other. You know, make sure you communicate because it's two different people. Like that's with us. was always like he would think one way and I would think another way. And we all came together at the end, but... Just trying to know what's going on, like make sure you're always aware of each other's, I don't know, what, what they want in life. We were always on the same page in that. Surprisingly so, because, uh, okay, we got married a, a while ago, you know, obviously 46 years ago, but we were already, our courtship had occurred in the post Christian era, you know, the, the sexual revolution had already occurred. Uh, the Christian ethic was not the majority view. Uh, but as it turned out, I started realizing to my great surprise and, and, uh, and joy that Pat wasn't going out with me uh, despite my commitment to what some people would call old-fashioned ideas, but actually she liked it. She liked it. And uh, I figured uh, Pat would have quarters, uh, you know, more than, uh, you know, in the story of Ulysses. When Ulysses was gone, all these guys were trying to marry Penelope, his, his wife. I thought that was her situation. But uh, uh, she was willing to uh, give it a shot, you know, willing to give you a break. And uh, uh, here we are, <laughs> 46 Plus years of breaks later, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we, we uh, dated for 13 months on and off before I uh, bought the ring and proposed. And then, um, and now 46 years after that, uh, here we are. So Better than ever. You know, I mean, you just grow. It's, that's the great thing is to grow in your marriage. So it, right. it's not like the wedding day isn't the biggest day. And then it's all downhill from there. That would be so sad. Yeah, it, it, well, just you keep ma- building, you know. And yeah, it's it, it, it's 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 being part of an adventure. It's it's not just about us. It's the whole thing. It, it, it's with with God too. And when when 
when God is involved, and not just as a theory, but as something, someone who is a part of your life and a part of your married life too, he multiplies and blesses. And just like Our Lady did at Cana, he brings joy where it's unexpected. And uh, you know, we've experienced all that. We certainly have. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I'm engaged and I'm getting married and getting married in a little bit and everything's exciting right now, right? The wedding and the dress and the flowers and the people. Um, and I think there's this kind of dread of like, oh no, this is forever. Not oh no, but like, you know, forever's a long time. You yes, know? it is. Forever's a long time. So I guess, how do you, how do you keep that sense of adventure throughout Good times, throughout bad times, you know, with kids, because you guys have nine he, kids, right? A, yes, we do. He is a man of adventure. <laughs> so my whole life has been a complete adventure, but so full and so wonderful. And with, you know, with each kid, the whole dynamic changes with each kid. Every kid brings something new. And it is, it's, it is, you go through difficult things, but, you know, I don't know, just you have that foundation, that bedrock of, solidarity and you're this is it I mean there is there's we're going forward and we'll mm -hmm. figure out how to work these things out and there's no thought of well if it's not good I think I'll switch gears or something you know yeah. so if you know you're just trying to make it as best as you can and just praying together and having fun together you know just going out on dates making make sure you're still boyfriend and girlfriend 46 years later i don't feel like we're just husband and wife I mean, wow <laughs> you know we're boyfriend and girlfriend to me yeah that's because of you though and, <laughs> no but you, and that's you what you, keeps it so great and you know you are you're 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 with the guy that you're in love with mm. for the rest of your life and it's just a wonderful thing see the the, the calculating uh, thought process is really, I think, in a way deadly to married love and love in mm. general. If you're going to try to calculate, you, know, again, you should have a budget. Be you responsible. should plan. You should. However. You know, however! You know, uh, no. I mean, we're you gotta not. trusting God. You got to, yeah, you got to believe it's a vision that's higher than just dollars and cents. Like there's a famous thing that Oscar Wilde said about the definition of a cynic. He knows the price of everything and the value of nothing. And so, so many people who have you know, wonderful stock options and everything all planned out, they got money in the bank that we can't even think about. But uh, it's, uh, on the other hand, what kind of a, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a fearful life. It's a crabbed, crimped life. Whereas love explodes. Mm -hmm. It is directed out. And it's, it's not just backing me. It's backing, again, the cause. The cause, which is love with all capital letters, which is, of course, the source of love, which is God. And when you believe in that, and, and actually love that, and love it together, and respond to it, talk to it, and let him talk to you, uh, it, it becomes a totally different thing. 
it's it, it's it's like the alabaster vase that uh, was broken over Christ's feet, filled the whole room with its scent. Uh, you know, it, 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 if you limit it to just protecting your investment, well, you'll have your investment, but that's all you have. But if you break the vase, uh, you know, the whole room is filled with uh, with with the presence of of, of what you've done. And uh, it's, it's a much better life. If I had, the only thing I'd do differently, if I had to do over again, is I would have gotten that ring six months earlier for Pat than I did. I would have made the engagement at uh, seven months rather than 13 months. Wow. We decided to, once we had the kids and everything, have like a family meeting, attempted a family meeting every Sunday. Just so... You know, everybody knew what was going on because there were so many kids and, you know, never knew who was going where, who was going to be home for dinner, whatever. We, we started this thing so they, they would, the kids would feel like they had a part in the family. They weren't just um, sitting, listening to us all the time. And it, even though we might not, you know, follow their advice, which which someone sometimes hysterical. <laughs> right, right, because they're kids. <laughs> but it was it really made them feel like part of our family. Right, it built up a lot of solidarity. And, and for us, like he always, we took like a language course at night, we took a dance class, we, like try to do wow, things together. Fun. We, uh, even if it's, if you're tired, just take a walk around the block together, but try to stay on this, try to keep connecting with each other so you're never going off on two different angles and just make sure you have really nice to, even if it's taking candles out after the kids are in bed and having a mcdonald's or it doesn't matter you know it's, <laughs> it's just you don't have to spend a whole lot of money but just have the um that uh romance to keep the romance he does he'll bring me flowers for no reason i mean just to keep that romance alive well one thing that was an interesting point of contrast in the very beginning was uh, i'm half italian and my mother uh, pretty much had set up a dinner every Sunday night at her house. It was good, good food, good stuff. <laughs> and uh, that, unbeknownst to me, became a little point of tension that we had to iron out early in the marriage. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Right. So Dan was working uh, six days a week, and well, Sunday was our only time together. And, I mean, it was nice going to his mom's house, but it was like every Sunday. So, you know, it, I didn't want to say anything in the beginning because I didn't want to cause trouble. But like, it started being where, you know, we, we couldn't even go for a bike ride because by the time we came home from Mass, I'm like, why don't we, like, go to the zoo or something together today? Yeah. Well, no, because, you know, we got to be at my mother's house. And it started really bothering me, so I brought it up to him. He was so great. In the beginning, he's like, hey, it's free food. (laughs) It's my family. You know, they help, you know, they play with the kids a little bit. And, um, well, this was, I guess, further on. But but I thought, you know what, it's your family. I know it's my family now, but, I mean, you feel more comfortable with them. Somehow, for me, I somehow was always taken aside when he was off somewhere and heard how I was doing things wrong, and you know he didn't know that. Yeah, she. So my mother knew better not. As soon as he would come in the room, it right would stop. Red, red flag in front of that bowl. But anyways, it was mostly because we didn't have an afternoon together. 
So, and he took it, I thought he's going to be mad. He was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know it upset you like this. Yeah, let's, and he started planning. For, okay, this week, let's do this. And then this week, it was so, so talk things out before it becomes a big deal because it may be so easily solved. Right. And I feel like that's like definitely a fear for me too, like bringing something up because you don't know how, like, I mean, you know, and you love your spouse, right. but you don't, you're, there's a fear. Right. We kind of give them some time to digest it. You don't, right. really, so don't expect an answer right away. So maybe, okay, now maybe we'll just go for a walk. <laughs> so it's not like when they're on the spot, but I mean, it's just something to think about. Here's something to think about. You know, what, what about if we did whatever? And it, it was, it was great. We still went there probably two Sundays a month, but we also then had time to just sit and talk and do stuff, you know, fun of it. Didn't, they didn't like it. They were not happy, but we did it. In fact, our first, our first Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, which, you know, you certainly you had to be with the parents. In fact, both our parents lived within six blocks of each other. So, so I was like, now whose do we go to? And he goes, let's not go to any. Let's go to Plymouth Rock, where the first Thanksgiving was. And I'm like, are you crazy? Our parents will, this is the first Thanksgiving. They will go out of their minds. He goes, let them. I want to go to Plymouth Rock with you. And we had so much fun. We did. Yeah. My parents were fine with it. His parents, we just couldn't believe it. Anyways, we got over it. And you sometimes you have to, like, throw off the gauntlet. You know, <laughs> Otherwise... You'll never get out of a rut, you know? Right. And, like, prioritizing exactly. the new each family other. and right. each, each other. Over like yes. Abs- they're so important. 100%. Yeah, my mother said to me, when I, long before I met Pat, just talking or washing the dishes, uh, well, you know, when you get married, I hope I'd like your wife. Uh, I said, well, you're going to have to like her because she's going to be my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a, you know, the two of you form the foundation of the life that your children will receive in the home in which they live. And if that foundation and structure is rickety, everything's rickety. And uh, so we, we knew that in theory, but then what we know in theory and then how it works out in details and practice, you know, it takes trial and error and adjustment and, 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 and talking and listening to each other. Did either of you have a hard time kind of separating from your natal family? Was there one who had an easier time than the other? Or was it both kind of like, no, we both want to prioritize. We just don't know. I didn't have any trouble with my family. Did I? Not that no. no. My no, they, 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 they well, were they very supportive. And, you know, <laughs> they were very, very supportive. Uh, you know, His family always, even just getting an apartment out of law school, was like oh, a huge. Yeah. They thought it was an insult. Yeah. That What's I, it? cultural thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, then I got uh, my own apartment rather than live at home until I got engaged or something like that. But uh, I, uh, I did it. You know, and again, given the fact that my family will argue and are outspoken, you know, I, uh, well, like, for example, uh, arguments around the dinner table were Normal. standard. Normal. My, my mother was a Democrat. My father was a Republican. And they, uh, you know, every election, you know, they usually argue about it and, and loudly, loudly. <laughs> they, uh, and uh, there was that going. So I was used to that kind of stuff. I was not. She was not. Yeah, we never not at all. We just had fun. At our so, so how did you guys like find your disagreement style? Like, was there an adjustment period? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because any time, like, 
also just being Italian. Like, if he didn't like something, or if they just said something, his, his reaction, I would just feel humiliated and offended. And he was just like, what's the matter? I'm like, well, don't yell at me. He goes, I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just talking. So I, it took me a while to, and it's still, it's you know, still, I'll get it's still like, jeez, what did I do? He goes, you didn't do anything. Oh, why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. I've got, I've got a t-shirt says, I'm not shouting, I'm Italian. <laughs> so yeah, that, that took, yeah, that took some. Took a lot, it still does. You know, still does. I always <laughs> Right, and I think it's, it's interesting when you, like, that's the beauty of marriage, when you guys, like, come from two different mm-hmm. homes, oh. different lives, different personalities, and, like, learning to not only just live together, but, like, build a family and a yeah. foundation like incorporating both like cultures and like traditions and things into your family. Yeah, they created your own. Create your, your own. own. Yeah, uh. Which he made sure we did. You know, a lot of family traditions that were really, and the kids look forward to those. I mean, now they do it with their own. They kids. do it with their own. We didn't even know it was a thing. And then they're <laughs> like, we do that now. Really? But did you, did you go into marriage being like, we're going to have traditions? They're going to be different, or was it like, well, I, I did these evolved. things. Okay. I think, you know. Yeah, we, we knew, and we, we fought for this against, uh, you know, uh, particularly uh, my side. Uh, but uh, we, we were going to do things uh, in a consciously traditional way. And uh, it, it turns out, like, we were the hardliners, and... Uh, uh, even though the new breed did not have a good name in my parents' house, they were much more the new breed than we were. Right. And so uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, well, for example, uh, we got into the habit, we wanted from the beginning, uh, we, we, we tried as much as we could to go to daily mass. And, you know, uh, that was that was thought to be... Uh, undue burden, you know, by my uh, my folks, but uh, we did it anyway. So that, that kind of stuff. And then you know the number of children. Oh, oh that was all. That I mean, was we were always open problem. to as many children as God was going to give us. But he, every time we had a kid, um, yeah, dealing with my mother was one I of the was hardest parts. Drawn into the discussion box <laughs> to be <laughs> talked to. It shouldn't have mattered what they were telling me, but it, it still did because it was. There. My parents were great. My parents were thrilled. no problem. But, no you know, problem. Was, yeah. So then I, I did have to say something because uh, I got tired of standing alone. <laughs> yeah, and she, they, you know, again, they were smart. They, they waited till I was out of the room. Right. They wouldn't so, say it in front of him because they knew I'd explode. But. Uh, uh, then they 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 they, they pounced on her, but then finally she told me. They said, "Okay, that's enough of that. Okay, the, you know, if they don't, you know, if they're going to be that way, then they can really uh, take a walk." <laughs> so uh, and they ended up being okay. I mean, they love their grandkids. I mean, they loved them. It's just um, it took them some time. Wasn't their thought? Yeah. Right. Right. I think a lot of people are scared of what they don't know. Right. So when they don't know a big family or right. the, the joy that it brings, it can be kind of hard yeah. for for them yeah. to, like, hear it hear it in theory and then, like, seeing it in practice is a totally different thing. Well, humor and fun are, are part of the whole thing, too. Like, right. 
uh, so many, when my kids went off to school, college, uh, many, many people would come back with them during different right. holidays. And uh, they wanted to see how the animals lived, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Go to the zoo and see how, what is this big family thing? Yeah, because they was... And they all loved it. Then they wanted to come back. You know, and because they were, they were like only children and they, there's nothing going on at their house. So let's go to their house where there was always something going, going on. on. Always something going on. And uh, it was, uh, and the, the dynamic among the kids is, is you know, yourself. I mean, is, uh, is a great deal of, of fun. There's a lot of love there that's generated among the brothers and sisters. They help each other out. And, and they care around with each other. And they make them better you know like you, you don't you know um keep doing bad things if someone next to you is saying hey don't do right, it that right, way right, right. you know what i mean it doesn't also have to be the parent anymore like the kids also help mm -hmm. yeah and i think here's a question for you guys so um through the transitions because you guys are empty nesters now mm -hmm. And all your kids, all nine are grown up. And how many grandkids do you have now? 28 and counting. 28 and counting. <laughs> um, how do you guys stay, like, how do you guys stay connected throughout all the different life transitions? Like, from newlyweds to parents and then from parents to empty nesters. Like, how do you guys, like, what would you say is something that you've done really well? Or, like, maybe something that you learned later? Again, did it staying close through because it is different <laughs> as we've learned with the empty nester like a lot of people don't make it through the empty nesting thing because their whole life was their kids and then they don't right. they've lost touch yeah, with each they, other it's, it's hard for them to do it but we never did They like being parents we made sure we you know kept that up and we're loving it like we really we've loved each stage we you did know? and we're loving we this stage amazingly I mean, we spend more time together, you know, he's, you know, working a few less hours and, uh, you know, so that we can do things together. We, we love to go, go away for the weekend or something. He's mostly visiting our children, other children who live all over the United States. But it, it's just been really wonderful because I know some people dread this stage or the next stage, or the, but we haven't, you know, no. we, we go into it open armed and sure you have your your challenges and stuff but it's it's been really like i don't know we're to me together we're not afraid of growing old you know because it's just we're growing old together it's just so wonder it's great you know see the wonderful thing about basics is you can build on those basics and develop them but you can never contradict those basics if you do you really undercut what you're doing you undercut the foundation. Now, what are the basics in uh, a good, truly Christian marriage? It's uh, each other, God, and love itself. Uh, and love in the true agape, the true uh, giving sense, okay? And believing in that love and trying to live within it and be part of it. So God each other and love and now again those are going to develop in different ways and different forms over the course of the decades but they can never contradict those things and so that bedrock of the love that you share with each other and god if that's always there then 
the other things are sort of like waves on the sea. You know, you, you, you maneuver them, you go through, but the sea is where you are. And now on the other hand, if you just you know, wanted to skid over the surface and you know, just get uh, caught on, on some side issue, then that's when, when you can get in trouble. But because the whole thing, oh, well, th this is a, we had an interesting uh, talk on our honeymoon. Uh, remember in Rome at Harry's Bar? Yes. Why don't you tell me about that? Um, so I wasn't getting pregnant right away, and I knew that he wanted a big family, and so I was worried that it was going to be like... Did you worry it was going to be Henry VIII? Because <laughs> <laughs> also my, my mom, you know, wasn't able to have children for 13 years, and then I came along when she was 40, and then came my brother, and... Uh, so I thought, what if well, that's my plight? You know, what if, yeah, what if we either never have children or I, I'm 40 when I have my first kids? I, I was getting really worried. And, but he was like, Pat, my goodness, I didn't marry you for that. I mean, if we have kids, great. If we don't have kids, that's okay because I have you. It was very wonderful to hear that. I married um, you. And, and that's, the, uh, it, it, that's the vision. You don't. It's not instrumentalizing someone to get something that you want. It's saying, I love you. And here we are together. And that's wonder in itself. And let's, let's rejoice in that. Let's, let's share that. And so now we're back to that. Okay, where we started, the two of us, alone, okay, and together with God. Now we're back. Nine kids later, 46 years later. Now we're back to where we were at that basic, because that basic remained. We don't contradict it. We didn't think we outgrew that. No. In fact, we hopefully it grew into us, and we grew to develop that, but never contradicting those basics. And as a result, you know, we're better okay. off than we ever were. And we try to, you know, we try to go to mass. You're better than I am. Um, during the week together. So that, yeah. that was one thing, the, the way he switched his schedule around. Now we can go to Mass together. And it was it's just so nice to go with him to Mass. Or we'll say, go on a walk and say the rosary together. I mean, it just feels like we're just united more, you know? Like, uh, yeah, and, and it's not like we live in a monastery either. No, I mean, no. we, uh, uh, you know, uh, I know how to make uh, uh, Aperol spritzes. <laughs> Right, and uh, We're into this we, we, thing. there's a lot of laughing and stuff that goes on. There's a lot of kidding around. A lot of parties with ki our kids with coming humor, constantly. You know. And you know, also too, it's not you know, uh, people get the wrong, they get an overly puritanical idea of uh, what Christian life is. That's a big mistake. To deny our humanity is, to, to my mind, not to be a Catholic. Okay, Catholics, you know, we, we you know. We believe, know, that God's divine plan is to give his life to us through physical signs that transmit supernatural grace. So the physicality is part of the whole thing. We want to hold on to life uh, as though, uh, as part of the whole that we have on each other uh, with a great deal of joy and with some passion. And when you do that, all of a sudden life becomes full of color and full of adventure because it's there. 
But if you just try to be like the dope that buried his talent in the ground, well, then, you know, hey, the ground has buried treasure in it, but it's not doing anything. Well, hey, you know, we're, we're, we do stuff. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, it, 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 makes, it makes a very, very rich. Uh, we're never bored. We're never bored. We're never bored. That's awesome. I think it's so great. Like, back to that conversation that you guys had, like, right at the beginning, that is something that, like, I think is a millennial is very much in the forefront of like my mind is like infertility is something that's talked about a lot and there's a lot of women who are struggling with it right. but I think it's so important that like you did find your best friend and like to acknowledge yeah. that early on in the marriage yeah. that like even you know whatever God plans whether that's a lot of kids right. or no kids right. like that you still enjoy the person that you're with yes well, again, when you're married to Pat, of course you're going to enjoy the person you're with. Same with you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, and I think the joy in marriage is oftentimes forgotten because there is that, like, element of trust in God where you don't right. know what he's going to ask of you and, like, you know, you don't know what he's going to give you. Yeah. But knowing that underneath it all there is a joy and, like, a love... And, like, it's so tangible, you know, whether it's between the husband and wife or just, like, the kids that come, you know, your house is so warm and, like, your parties are so fun and people want to be around you. And that's, that's the beautiful part of marriage. Again, there's a totality, there's a sweetness to life itself, which is why sometimes it's hard to leave it. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the aging process is God gradually, in his providence, weans us gently away from the good things of this world and, and the life that, at its best to prepare us to be able to make the transition that we have to make uh, to the other world. Thank you, guys. Um, what is your, what would you say, if you had to sum up everything in like one, one sentence or less, what, would, what advice would you give to newly engaged or newly married couples? Keep that love going. Keep that flame of love lit. Keep a sense of humor. There's going to be a lot of things happening. If you start stressing out over little things, it's going to be overwhelming. But try to see the humor in different situations when things don't go your way. And just in, in life anyway, it's just it's better that way. Yeah, believe in love itself. Believe in God love each other the way he shows us and again remember this is a, the guy whose first miracle was at his mother's behest making wine for a wedding feast okay so he wasn't you know, uh, he was pure but he was no puritan okay and the same guy okay when he all of a sudden his apostles who had let him down he kind of uh, surprises them on the shores of galilee what does he do he makes some breakfast. Okay, he's got you know. He says, "Hey, bring some of the fish that you caught. Let's let let's have breakfast." And so it, he's uh, uh, our our Lord, is, especially as we know as Catholics, is not afraid to have fun, and not afraid for us to have fun. I mean, we're the we're the religion of feasts and incense and statues and color and fireworks and the whole bit, and uh, that's that's I think a. A human imitation of the great explosion of goodness that God is that we're meant to 
be part of and, and, and magnify to our own way in our own little corners of the world. And that's where a real marriage is. And that's why uh, uh, children enjoy our, uh, you know, to be found in, in, in the culture that we created once that we need to recreate again. Awesome. And on that note of, you know, interesting things to Our Lady in the Miracle at Cana, um, I was hoping we could end this episode with um, the prayer to Mary Mother of Fairest Love. Um, and for our intention, I, you know, we're definitely praying for you and your marriage and any of your special intentions in this as well. Um, but I was hoping you guys could lead us in that together. Sure. Go ahead, Pam. Mary, Mary Mother, Mother of Fairest, Fairest Love, you are, are the mother of Jesus and our mother. mother. Intercede for us with your Son, as you did at the wedding at Cana. Pray for us, fairest Mother, to strengthen and bless our families. Help those called to marriage to find their spouses and teach them to love with a pure and selfless love. Accompany parents in the upbringing and education of their children with unconditional love. Help those who have answered the Father's call to the consecrated life or to apostolic celibacy, to be generous and faithful to their vocations. Bring peace, unity, and joy to the homes of families that are broken or burdened. Accompany with the warmth of your presence those who are alone. You are the mother, Mater Pulcre Dilecciones, the mother of beautiful love. Help us to love as Jesus loves, so we may show each other love full of mercy and forgiveness. May all our love and affections be always faithful, pure, and chaste. Dear Mother, be our refuge in our material and spiritual needs. And intercede especially for marriages of all people. And, and the young couples who want to believe in love and are afraid that they might throw themselves into God's love and see the depth length, height, of how wondrous God's love is that it can be reflected in them. May we Many grow in love and come to know the true peace and joy, joy now, now and in, in the life to come in heaven. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you for joining us for this episode of After Cana. If you enjoyed listening, share with a friend, subscribe, or leave a review, and visit us at fairestloveshrine.org. See you next time.